In today's episode, we're going to be talking about our new retained client proposition. Here with James today and we're going to be chatting you through a new retained client proposition that we've recently created to um, enable our clients to work a little bit more flexibly with us. So James, what's this about? So uh, we're basically moving away really from a, a project driven model to uh, one where we can have a, a more ongoing relationship um, with our clients. Um, a couple of reasons really economically from the agency it's better we're not um sprinting to do a big project and then not talk to the client again and um, everything we then do turns into into sort of a longer reasoning behind it so if we're doing a uh, a web project or an seo project it's got some continued um purpose behind it rather than just to get some inv- invoicing out get some money in then move on um, but fundamentally, it's because we've uh, had more of an influx in clients that are a- actively looking for a, uh, a longer term, um, more involved relationship with the agency, um, with the team that we've got as well, with different uh, team members and different skill sets. And um, we're ideally placed really to be able to tap into the different people in the business to um, to use those skills, depending on what the client's requirements are. So sometimes a client might be uh, primarily a e-commerce web client with us, but then as an ongoing nature, they may have a requirement for um, support with their PPC, with their SEO campaigns, with their social media, with their general graphic design requirements for updating the website. Um, they'll tap into our support team. And so essentially they'll, they'll use probably five or six members of staff going forward, which is something they couldn't replicate within the business themselves uh, without employing six different members of their own team. So, so our client proposition really is to sort of say look yeah you're working with us as a group of people as a full service agency that have got all these different skills for um x amounts per year um and the way that we were tending to work on this is giving clients an hourly um total for the year so you might find that one client needs 200 hours a year worth of support another one might need 500 hours a year and that time can then be broken up between the different um, client services that we offer. So it might be that they need 100 hours worth of SEO support, they might need 50 hours worth of tech support, and they can mix and match it then depending on the requirements of the client. Um, the other thing that it sort of lets us do is to, um, because we spread it out over the year, it means that we don't fall into the trap that most agencies fall into where on a monthly retainer basis, somebody feels like, the other party owes them something. So what te- what typically happens is um, in a, a normal client agency retainer is the month by month, um, they may be spending, I don't know, £2,000 a month for 20 hours worth of work. If the agency hasn't done 20 hours worth of work that month for whatever reason, i.e. the client hasn't had a requirement for anything, then um, the client quite naturally would feel like that should be rolled over to the next month, in which case they, don't, they then need to do 40 hours worth of work. And the problem just becomes cumulative. Um, so what we do is we look at it over a yearly basis to say over the year you might need this amount of time and support um, and then if you have quite a month because it's over spread over a much longer period of time um, the the allocation of hours can then be split up and absorbed into other months if that makes sense to you. Yeah, so I think the way that you've done it quite well is um, they always get to pay the same though so it's flatlined and they can budget it accordingly too. So with regards to that, if it is uh, 200 hours a year, they'll pay, I can't 
can't do the maths off the top of my head, <laughs> but the same amount each month for 12 months. And then we can review it periodically so that they always know what is coming out. And we just send them a kind of like status update and um, budget track type thing um, of the hours that they've used this month and then just be really transparent with them. That's right. And it fosters a better relationship between the agency and the client so that we're an agency isn't trying to shove work out the door to try and hit a monthly amount of um, time this, they should be using. And likewise, a client doesn't feel like they need to make up work to use the time they're paying for. So it, it creates a, a more transparent, honest relationship. Um, and yeah, we've got clients where for like a couple of weeks in a month, given month, we might be absolutely saturated with work with our clients. We might have loads and loads of work on, but then the next month we might not have very much on just in the way their own business peaks and troughs. And so the way that we look at it over a yearly allocation, even though they pay monthly just for convenience of budgeting, but for the allocation over the year, it means that you can have these sort of really, really busy months and then quiet months and nobody then feels particularly like the other party owes them something. And it creates a friendly relationship in agency retainer model. Because um, obviously I've, I've known so many clients in the past that have come to us not happy with their agency retainer because of that exact situation where, and, and the, standard answer, the standard thing they always say is, oh, they're not doing anything for the money. But sometimes yeah. that's actually on the client as much as it's on the agency. Because if the client isn't providing the agency with direction or requests for work or um, having that sort of conversation to say what they need, then quite often the agency won't just make up work to do. So it, yeah. it's a difficult situation for both parties to be in. I think way, the way that I've seen this working uh, incredibly well with, um, especially like the ongoing marketing services that um, myself and Rebecca are looking at, it's almost taken um, one step that actually does hold up a lot of things away from people. So now that they've got these like um, yearly retainer style things where we've got hours, if we want to just do something for them, they don't need to have it quoted, they don't need to have it costed. And then by the time that we've um, gone through that process of them getting internal sign-off, it might not be a relevant time for that campaign anymore or that content piece might have actually gone away and the opportunity to actually like jump on it. Um, That's right. It I mean, finished. I mean, the whole um, the admin saving of it isn't to be underestimated. So we have a number of clients that we work with on, let's say, a more ad hoc basis who still spend money with us all the time but every job we do has to be individually quoted, costed, and purchase ordered. Yeah. In reality, if you actually add up the time it takes to do that, separate invoicing, um, sometimes the fact that they won't get jobs done because that individual item hasn't been signed off budget-wise, um, so is that holding that business back? It, it, it's not an efficient way of working compared to having a sort of a fixed arrangement where they can request it and just know that it's being pulled out at the time that's, that they've, they've agreed to for the year. Um, you know, agencies love retainers. It gives agencies stability in terms of clients that they're working with. But in reality, clients should also like them because it gives fixed budgeting. So, yeah. you know, th th there's always a point where in the year they can say, look, we've allocated X amount of money for our marketing support. How we couldn't replicate that amount of skill and service by employing internally without paying five times more because you'd have to have separate people for every job. So in reality, for a business that's got let's say, a reasonable amount of ongoing requirement, our particular um, proposition in terms of how we manage our, our retainers actually works very, very well for them. Yeah. Um, it really only It's only really the clients that maybe don't have very much requirement at all in the year or handle it all themselves or maybe just a bit too small that it doesn't really quite fit for yet. Um, yeah, definitely. But that's when that's the clients that tend to sort of sit more ad hocly or ones where um, the, the, their own internal budgeting and PO processes don't have allocated marketing budget, let's say. They just, you request, they have to request everything and it gets signed off. 
buy a manager, yeah. but, you know, which is quite common still, and we still see that across a lot of clients. Um, but yeah, we've certainly seen a massive growth in our um, sort of more committed, um, regular clients that follow this model over the last 12 months. And yeah, a lot of our inquiries are, are heading down this direction as well that we're, we're getting in at the moment. I think it enables us as a team as well to really grow with those clients and to um, kind of anticipate their needs a little bit more. So uh, myself and Rebecca were having the conversation the other day about um, how we can be more proactive and how we can go out and start pitching ideas to clients to really make that difference um, on their bottom line as well, because a lot of the ideas that we have, they're so tied to reality and we can make practical changes and then brief those into like the design guys or like the website guys to enable to make the whole process of that someone's digital appearance just so much easier. And with having that model where the hours are pretty much already there, all we need to do is then sell the idea and it's it's good to go. We literally have sign off straight away on it. That's great. That's exactly right. I mean, we've got... Um and it's good for relationship building with clients. Yeah, the, the more time we can spend with them, the more ideas we can throw at them, the more um, that we work with them every month, the more we get to know them. And those kind of ideas where we can sell them into the client, we, we probably have a good idea they're going to like it straight away. Yeah. So rather than sort of guessworking it or having, let's say, quite vague contact with clients, because to be honest, you know, we, yeah, we have got a lot of clients as an agency. And, you know, being completely frank, we're not, big enough to be able to have in-depth conversations with every one of them all the time so we do yeah. prioritize the ones where we have this kind of ongoing monthly arrangement uh, it just works out more efficient for all parties um otherwise you know we'd have to have a million account managers and yeah. it, w- it really wouldn't be very profitable um so we are looking for clients that want to come forward and have more of that relationship with us because we've got the capacity to take that on um, but we need them to sort of you know get in you know, understand that they've got a requirement in the business and that we're not necessarily just a burden cost to them we are trying to add value to that particular business and we want to add value by getting to know them to sell ideas into them that we think are really good and also then to sort of see the results of that and go look we, we, we came up with this idea for you and it's produced this result uh, and yeah. yeah hopefully um they'll see the value in that and we'll, we'll carry on the relationship yeah, definitely. Like Aaron and Rebecca the other day, they were doing some work on SEO on one of our clients and they managed to find out that um, s- the stats were just unreal. That if people use the search bar function, they were 30% more likely to actually convert, but the search bar function was slightly hidden in the design. So if we could get people to see that more and use it, utilize it more, then they'd be much more likely to convert and find what they were looking for. So just by having the time, to let the guys go and like have that because they've paid for the hours um, we're doing a lot of like the data analysis on the background for them every single month to make sure that they are converting as much as they possibly can enables me to actually go to that client now when I next talk to them and tell them those stats and quickly get permission to get that signed off that's it uh, and it's just making that convenience for you guys making the convenience for the client and you know it just it fosters a longer term relationship no, and also we, we don't want to be selling the image that we're only interested in selling a web project and then walking away from the client. We want to be yeah. there supporting the client ongoingly. You know, if they're an e-commerce website and they're a startup, we want to see them start making their first sales and then help them grow that online business so they're making more and more sales. And in which case, then paying for agency services to continue to support that should then never really be a question because they're seeing the value in what we're, what we're delivering for them. Um, and obviously every business is different. You know, B2B lead gen businesses are handled differently to um, e-commerce businesses or even clients that um, just have sort of ongoing 
design requirements every month who just need the support of a graphic designer for product packaging or social media graphics and things like that. Um, so we, we try and sort of find a, a way to tailor a, our sort of um, retainer package to try and accommodate all of that, but give flexibility in case they want to vary the services in the year. Yeah, and I think just touching back as well, saying that we don't have like thousands of account managers to do all of this. Most of the time, the client deals directly with the expert in that industry, and it's facilitated by a few key people like myself, you, Mike, um, that actually have those account management skills. But all of us have experience doing the actual jobs that that person needs to be, that person needs to service in. Yeah, completely. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, we, we try and have a like I say, a service lead or let's say an account lead for each client so that and that's the person that maybe knows them best or is maybe most involved in delivering the particular bulk of service that they're paying for. Yeah. Um, and obviously it, it depends on who, who the best fit person for that particular client is. You know, we don't have that model where we just try and fob people off to junior account managers, which is what a lot of big agencies do. They'll take on a client... Um, they'll sell them the dream of working with a, the team, but then actually the client will find themselves dealing with the, uh, the, the the work experience who's coming that day to do the passing of the emails, you know. And it's yeah. not um, you know, that's not really how we work. Yeah, you know, we, we we everyone that deals with the client is at the senior level, um, and they um, then get to know them. They can do that account management effectively, and they can make sure that the team then delivers the effective results that the client's paying for. Um, and say it's been working really well for us, um, especially over the last twelve months. And it's something that we're seeing the most growth in, let's say, in our services at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're hoping then to uh, be able to clarify this um, into a, a very handy infographic in the near future, just to explain it in a more sensible way. <laughs> yeah, no, it can be, um, it's quite difficult to get your head around, but once you do, um, it, it just makes so much sense in terms of like the common sense nature of it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, if anybody is looking to um, sort of have a more involved relationship with the agency, then yeah, it will either be myself or Chelsea who would um, sort of deal with that inquiry in the first instance. So uh, hit us up at hello at so marketing.com.